The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Welcome to OA Now here. I'm Sam Tamina, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts between Tamina's and Oriented Television. Um, of course, um, and the also the blogger of across the around the OAA as well. Um, my co-host Ian Locke, I'm not here again this week. Of course, um, going through some a lot this week. So it's me here solo this week. So a lot to look at around the league. Um, this last week, we did not film last week. Um, course we have a lot of scores if you want to see all the scores up there on the sports ticker um of course um something really keep a close eye on um the last few weeks and a half um a lot to talk about i mean when you really look at what's been going on around the oa um a lot has gone on around the league obviously of course the um, oxford strong um oxford day is on friday um so of course i'm wearing my oxford strong shirt to um to dedicate that to Oxford, um, and the and Oxford is back at their home at Ian Smith this week. I mean, like on Thursday, um, um, the girls will play Troy Athens, and then on Friday, um, the boys will play Berkeley. So, but it would not surprise me if there's a doubleheader on Friday at Ian Smith because of the weather situation that's looming, um, around our state. Of course, um, big massive snowstorm possible Wednesday and Thursday. So cancellations look possible. I mean, like, so that's something to really keep an eye on um, going forward with the um, with the weather situation going on this week. So a lot to look at. Um, but anyway, things happening last week, of course, we got a lot to look at, obviously. Um, of course, in boys basketball, of course, Tamir Rekovich three-pointer um, to beat Rochester in overtime. Um, does that do an impact in the blue race? Um, and that does involve Oxford, of course. Um, you know, so that's something to really keep a close eye on as well there. Um, also, we're going to talk um, uh, divisional impacts right now. Of course, division play will underway now for both girls and boys basketball. Um, it's judgment week for Clarkston. Uh, so we'll keep, we'll talk about that. Um, and then, of course, you have some football news. Of course, a lot of football news. Um been going on the last three weeks, obviously. Of course, now two new um job openings, of course. Um Royal Oak, we talked that two weeks ago. Um, now you add Troy Athens to the fold. Um and you know, you look at that job. Um that I think when you look at Troy Athens, that's something to really keep an eye on as well. So, you know, so that's what we talked about. Um, and of course, what's going on around the league as well. So we're gonna break that down today here on this podcast. Um, obviously, the um, the um, big story was we're gonna go in football, obviously, um, and then we'll go boys basketball, some girls basketball um, as well. So, big day here to cover. So, if you want to look at scores, update, look at scores and highlights. They're on the sports ticker. Obviously, we're gonna talk some teams, obviously, on the basketball front as well. So, let's go to our main story here. Of course, it's football. Um, Troy Athens, of course, um, looking for a new head coach. The coach Billy Keenest um, left Troy Athens for Holly. Of course, um, Keenest wrote on Twitter to Red Hawk Nation saying he was um, leaving um, to take the job at Holly. And then, um, you know, so when you look at 
at this at this higher, obviously, um, you know, for on both sides. I'm gonna look at Troy Athens first. Um, when you look at the Red Hawks, they were b- clearly building something under Keenis. I mean, like obviously, when you look at Troy Athens, I mean, like you know, Troy Athens. We knew that they used to be football power, but they've had some down years. Um, Keenis, of course, was a teacher at Troy Athens. Um, within the district, I mean, like he did spend one year at Berkeley. Um, before coming back to Troy Athens, of course, he was the offensive coordinator, Josh Hepner. Um, but, um, you know, and then look at the Holly job. The Holly job came available and he decided to take it. So, you know, so when you look at the Athens job, there are some pieces there at Athens. You know what I mean? There are some pieces there. Um, clearly, when you look at the players there for Athens, I mean, like Anthony Asher running back, um, they got some very good receivers. They still got to find a quarterback, um, you know, on the offensive side of the football. Um, they got the linemen there. They got the linemen to be competitive. Um, you know, so when you look at Athens, um, there are some pieces there. I mean, and then when you look at Keenis' situation at Holly, of course, Holly last year really struggled. Um, they did struggle, but they were in a lot of games. I mean, Obviously, you know, the combinate the connection for the OA and the Foot Metro League, obviously. Um Keen is the second coach to leave an OA school to go to a Foot Metro League school. Of course, Brad Zuby. Remember, he left Stony Creek to go to Brandon um back in twenty seventeen. Um so when you really look at it here, I mean like it's kind of surprising, you know what I mean, that the trend has been for Foot Metro League coaches to go, you know, for OA coaches going to Flint Metro League, um, Brandon's had a really nice year, a couple of years under Zuby. Um, and, you know, and Holly's hoping, you know, Keenis can do the same thing for um, Holly. Um, and Holly, you know, they've been a football power. I mean, they've been, but they've had some down years. I mean, like, so, so curious to see how Keenis will turn that program around there. Um, they do got a quarterback in Ashton DeHart to keep an eye on. Um, but it's something to really watch, especially when you look at the feeder systems, Holly, of course, um, we know it's got one big town, obviously we know the rivalries that they have with Fenton, Linden, um, you know, and then obviously the rivalry with Orville Brandon, of course, the Oakland County rivalry there, um, in the Metro. So it's something to really keep a close eye on, um, you know, with that addition, but on the Athens side of it, you know, there are some pieces there. Um, for whoever the new coach will be. Um, if I had to, if I'm athletic director Bob Dowd, you know what I mean? You, you're going through a, a different change now, and I'm curious to see where Athens goes with their coach. Do they go in-house? I mean, if they go in-house, I think Dave Brown's a perfect candidate. Um, obviously, obviously um, when if they go outside the box, who do you go to? I mean, like, that's the big question if you're athletic director Bob Dowd. I mean, like, who do you go to if you are going to change again? I mean, obviously, when you went with Keenest, you basically went in the house with the Josh Hepner coaching tree, um, you know, because Keenest was the offensive coordinator at Athens. Um, he was a he was in the district. I mean, like, so when you really look at it, I mean, I mean, there's options, obviously. And then you got to look at, okay, the Troy Athens situation. Program strength is one of the things you got to fix. And that's clearly one that you have to really look at. 
Um, and then on the flip side, you know, you look at if you go outside the box, I mean, like you're basically going through a change again. And, you know, and I know that um, Keenis was there for four years, you know, you know, and if you go with the whole different direction, you're going to go through a coaching change and that's going to be a, and the kids have had to go through a coaching change and that's not an easy thing for them to do. So when you really look at it, I mean, so Dallas got some options. I mean, like, I mean, like whoever takes the job, um, I think it's going to be a really interesting job to say the least, whoever gets it. I mean, like, um, you know, if they go in house, I mean, like, um, or if they go outside the box, I mean, like, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, you know, if Dow considers going outside the box, but if he does, you know, consider you're going to have to go through some changes. You're going to have to go through a coaching transition. The kids are going to have to get adjusted. Um, if you go in house, the change really, there will be a change, but it wouldn't be, uh, it would be probably more smoother, you know, than it would be if it was an outsider who came over um, and took the job there. So, you know, the, it's really interesting. I'm going to be curious to see how Billy Keenis does at Holly. Um, I think he's got a long way to go there, considering when you look at the Metro, um, you got Fetton in there. Um, you got Holly's in there. I was like, you got Brandon in there, obviously. You got Fetton. Um, you got, um, and then, of course, you got Lake Fetton, who's had a really nice year. Um, so, curious to see what happens there. Um surrounding that situation there um and then on the flip side i mean on the, on the other side with troy athens obviously you know who's gonna be the guy there um does dow take his time or does he go real quickly you know to fill five to um fill this position so i'm curious to see what dow does i'm curious to see how um what how keen is gonna do with holly um i know a lot of people at holly are really excited about Keenis there um even though the record wasn't great, it was 11-21 um, in his four years at Athens. Um, but there's a lot of optimism. Obviously, when you look at Holly, obviously you got the youth levels, the front, the sub-varsity levels. I mean, like, you know, Holly's the one big community. That's something to really keep an eye on. Um, so that's something to really, really watch going forward um, with Holly. So... Here's to see how things are going to go and, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, like, and then on the Athens side, you know, you know, you're going through a coaching transition, you know, here's to see how, um, how the new coach, um, goes over there. I mean, like, so it's something to really watch over there. Um, on the other side, we talked about this two weeks ago is Royal Oak and you look at Royal Oak. I mean, like we talked a couple weeks ago, um, their situation. I mean, like, you know, Raven Man stepped down, um, um, they got some pieces, obviously Hudson Seidel, um, Makai Jenkins. Um, you, I mean, I mean, line plays can be a question mark. I mean, receiving plays can be a question mark. Um, there's a lot of questions with Royal Oak. I mean, like who's going to be the guy there? That's the other question over there. So when you really look at compare contrasting the jobs, I mean, like obviously, you know, when you look at the pros and cons, I mean, Troy Athens, they're going to be in the blue division this year um, for football. And then Royal Oak will be in the in the gold. Um, when you look at the division, um, you know, Athens, I think right now has a better chance to win 
their division than Royal Oak does. And I think a lot of that's because of um, you look at the gold, you're going to look at possibly Berkeley in there, Ferndale's in there. Um, that's going to make it really difficult. Um, and then on the flip side, you got um, Athens, obviously you got North Farmington in there, Seaholm in there. I mean, like, um, but I think with the experience Athens has, I mean, like, I think they have a good shot. It's just going to depend who the coach is going to be over there. So that's the big question. So if I'm a coach, if I'm a new coach, you know, I'm looking at a situation here. Short-term wise, Athens is the better job. Long-term wise, Royal Oak's the better job. Because, you know, with Royal Oak, you can clearly build a program there. I mean, you got community support. You got um, you got a um loyal, passionate fan base. I mean, like the Royal Oak student section is probably one of the most um loyal fan bases, even their with their chants. I know I, some of the chants I don't understand, but but that's beside the point. But um, I just think that um, you know, when you look at Royal Oak, I mean, like it, they got something to build. I mean, like you got you got pieces there. I mean, you got. I mean, you you got some pieces there, you know, to build on. You know, if Royal Oak wants to be a dark horse, you know what I mean? You know, obviously Makai Jenkins got Hudson Seidel there. Um, they gotta they gotta find some playmakers at the receiving spot and secondary. Um, def- depth is an issue there. Program strength is an issue there. Um, it's gonna take a while to build that program over there, at Royal Oak. So I'm curious to see how that um situation goes over there at Royal Oak. I mean, like, um, considering you got your two arch rivals um, in Berkeley and um, Ferndale, who are going to be really good, who I think are going to be good again this year um, going forward. But Athens, obviously, experience matters. They still they got to find a quarterback. That's the big, big experience there. Um, you know, obviously, you got the rivalry with Troy. Um, how um, that's going to... Um, Look, especially because you're competing for kids, obviously, in the uh, middle school ranks. So, curious. To, so, that's my thoughts. If you're a new head coach, obviously, the short, um, the short term goal, I think Troy Athens is the better job. Long term goal, you really got to look at. Obviously, the um, with Royal Oak, obviously, you got a community there. Um, you know, it's one school there. Um, in Troy, you got two schools there. You know, so. You know, so I'm curious to see how whoever applies for the um, coaching gigs at both Royal Oak and Troy Athens, um, you know, how that would go. I mean, like, so that's something to really, really keep an eye on there um, going forward. So that's something you got to look at. Um, and then, of course, um, with Keenis, um going to Holly, obviously, um, it was a complete shock. I mean, like, I did not expect Keenis to leave Athens um, um, after four years there. I mean, like, but, you know, with Holly, obviously, you know, the feeder system there um, that they have, it's a big community, big town, obviously. Um, you know, I'm curious to see how um, Holly does this year. Really curious to see. I mean, I mean, like, can Holly turn it around real quick? I mean, like, you know, can Keenis turn it around in year one? I mean, like, that's going to be the challenge for um, Holly is, especially in the Metro, 
Um, they're in the upper division of that league. Um, going up against the likes of Fenton Linden. Um, you know, I'm curious to see how that's going to go. Really am. I mean, like, you know, so curious to see the direction that Keenis takes him, um, the energy he's going to bring over there. Um, there's just a lot of questions. I mean, like, people are going to say, well, why did Keenis decide to leave early? You know what I mean? You know, for a new league, for a new um, opportunity, you know, that's something not for me to decide. It's it's his decision, you know what I mean? And it is what is. So I'm curious to see how Holly does next year. Really curious to see. I mean, like, so we'll see what happens there going forward there um, on the um, on that front. So that's something to really keep an eye on. Obviously, we'll keep an eye on on the podcast for sure. The um, Holly, uh, no, the um, Troy Athens in the Royal Oak football coaching situations, um, how those jobs are going to be filled. I'm curious to see how um, I've had, I've heard a lot of talk about um, about um, who I think would be good fits there for Roy Oak and um, Troy Athens. I mean, like, I'm curious to see how they're going to do that. I'm really, really curious to see how those jobs are going to be filled. So um, it's something to really keep an eye on, especially as we go into the month of February and then the month of March, obviously. That's something to really keep a close eye on um, going forward. Um, so that's something to really keep an eye on. Um, let's go now from football news, obviously. Um, we'll go to the basketball world, obviously. Um, a lot of things occurred during the week. Um, league play underway. Um, pretty much the big story here for me is the um, blue race um, in boys basketball. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Tamir Rekovich's three-point shot in overtime and a buzzer beater to beat Rochester um, really changed the scope of the division. Um, when you look at the teams that are in there, I mean, to me, it looks like it's a three-team race right now between um, between Berkeley, Rochester, and Oxford. Now, Oxford, the reason why I'm saying them in here is they're out to a 2-0 starting league. They got a big gate, big week looming for them. They got Rochester on Tuesday, and then they're back at Ian Smith on Friday against Berkeley. And that's a monster game for them. Because Berkeley's a really good team this year. I mean, Berkeley, we know about the young, we know about the experience they have. We know that Berkeley's, we know Berkeley's a really good team. But Rochester, we know they're a really good team as well. I mean, Nick Abola's done a really nice job. They play, they toughen up their schedule, especially in non-league early in the year. Um, you know, so when you look at what Rochester has, obviously Matt Stone, Armand Hassani, um, you know, you got, um, a lot of experience over there at Rochester. Um, so I'm curious to see when you look at the Runkovich three-point shot, what does that change? You know, it changed. A, it, I think it learned a lot. You know what I mean? Obviously, you know, that for that Rochester might be human after all. And yes, it was an overtime game. And it yes, it's one game. But now it says, People are going to say, well, Rochester's got a lot of them um, that would Rochester. I mean, like, they were the favorite to run away with this division. It's not ne not necessarily the case now because now you look at, obviously, with um, 
with Rochester. I mean, like, this is a team now that's going to have to battle and compete. I mean, like, you know, now you have Berkeley in there. Now you have Oxford in there. It's everything that I thought would come into fruition that it's truly coming to fruition because, because now you have Oxford who's going to be riding a lot of emotion, especially, and imagine they knock off Rochester on the road and they can do it. You know what I mean? You got two very good bigs in um, Mitchell Viviano and then Bryce Esmond. Um, Logan Brzezanski's a good player. Um, Alec Brown's a good player. But the play of Jake Champagne has been really important for this team. I mean, I mean, yes, you got Dominic Cassis down at the lower levels, but in the JV ranks, but I think the play of Champagne is going to be very important for Oxford going forward. Um, and then, of course, you have um, Luca Bote. Obviously, um, he's going to be a big time player going forward for them too, for Coach D. Played on his team. So, you know, when he, and then. So when you look at Oxford, obviously they overtime win against Troy Athens. Um, and then you look at, of course, um, and they're five and five right now. And you look at, um, and then you look at Berkeley. Berkeley sits at eight and three right now. The way that they're playing right now, I mean, like, you know, they're an X factor right now. They're a wild card. And you look at Berkeley, here's a team that, you know, a lot of people haven't been talking a lot about Coach Joe Thermal's team. A lot of people haven't t- talked about him. Um, the fact that they were that they only had one starter back. The fact that they only had um, they didn't have a lot of experience. I mean, like obviously, you know, when you look at Berkeley, you know, a lot of, they had a couple juniors on their JV team a year ago and getting a chance in their senior year to play. I mean, like they got some playmakers on that team. Berkeley's program's on the way up. I mean, like definitely when you look at that program. Um, so that's something to really keep an eye on. And then you look at Rochester, the experience they have. I mean, like, you know, you look at experience matters in a league like this. If you want to win a league title, you got to have experience. And, you know, Rochester's got some good wins this year. They beat, they beat Davison. They beat Lake Orion. I mean, like those are some wins that are huge on the resume. Um, especially when you look at the district for the NPR, um, it's really important there. So when you look at the blue right now, it's basically a three-team race. I mean, like, in Oxford plays both of them this week. So we'll know a lot about Oxford this week against um against both Rochester and Berkeley. If and you know on that Friday there's gonna be a lot of emotion because Friday is Oxford Day because the MHA they deemed Friday. Oxford Day, of course, you have these shirts here. All proceeds will go to um, the Oxford community. Um, so, um, you know, a lot, and it and encourages a lot, of, a lot, every high school in the state of Michigan to wear Oxford Strong shirts. I mean, like, so I'm curious to see how, um, but for Oxford, it's going to be a, an emotional day for them. Their first game at um, Ian Smith Gym, um, you know, they got a lot of home games. They're both their girls and boys teams um, play. I mean, like play this week at Ian Smith. So that's going to be really, really interesting, really emotional how that's going to unfold um, this past week. So a lot of, a lot of emotions this week. So something to really keep a close eye on um, going forward there. Um, let's look at now from, um, let's look at, of course, more boys basketball news. Of course, um, 
I want to break down this Adams-Clarkson game. I mean, like, you know, when you look at this game here, um, Adams did everything right against Clarkson. I mean, like, they kept it close, didn't panic. I mean, Clarkson led Adams by seven a couple times. Um, I know it was um, Connors, the Connors-Cure game, um, but I got to give Coach Jared Thomas a lot of credit for going into Clarkston and beating him. I mean, and you look at Clarkston, this is their second loss. At, I mean, this is their third loss at home this year. I mean, like, they lost to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. They lost to North Farmington. And now you add this game. I mean, like, I got to, and especially got to give Peter Caracas a lot of credit here for hitting that winning shot to beat um, Clarkston. It was a buzzer-beating shot. Now, I know they added a couple seconds on the clock there, but it, I got to give Adams a lot of credit. Um, you know, Gunnar Walters at 22, Justice Mims at 22. Um, basically kept them in it. Um, Adams just didn't panic, didn't quit. Um, this has been a team, you know, Adams learning life in the red. It's not an easy thing to handle, obviously. Um so when I look at Adams, I mean, like, Adams' case right now in the red, you know, they got a program. They're building a program for sure. I mean, you look at what they did. Their sub-varsities won over there at Clarkson. Um, and it's pretty rare, you know, to to see all three programs win over, a Clark, over Clarkson, considering how well that program has been. I mean, obviously, when you look at Clarkson, um, you look at the Wolves, and say to yourself, okay, the Wolves are a team that, you know, they can't, or a program, you know, that's filled with tradition, winning basketball. You know, you've had Dan Fife there. You've had, you know, some great kids come out of there, uh, out of Clarkson. And for Adams to go in there and beat them, especially on a buzzer beater, the way that that game went, that's a heck of an accomplishment. And especially on a Connors Cure game. I mean, like, that is really impressive for Coach Jared Thomas and his team to win there. And not only just his team, but the entire program to win there. And that, that says a lot about Adams' boys' basketball program. That tells you where that program is at right now. Now, do I expect them to win the red? No, because... I think North Farmington's up there, and I think Ferndale's up there, obviously. But when you really look at, when you really look at Adams, I mean, like, to me, this is a dangerous, dangerous team come postseason time. And especially when you're in a district, when you have Rochester in there, you have Lake Orion in there, um, Romeo's getting better, um, Utica Eisenhower's been a little spotty. Um, I think that district over there at Romeo is going to be really, really interesting. Uh, Adams right now would be the considered the, the early favorite, but you got to keep an eye on Rochester and Lake Orion. I think those are the two dark horses in that district. So, But with Adams, obviously, it's a big prop for them that they go into Clarkston and won there. Um, they got Clarkston again at that home. Um, I'll be very curious to see how, um, how that game is going to go, especially... You know, but what, on the flip side, let's talk Clarkston. I mean, how do you explain this? I mean, losing three at, on your home floor, um, three games on your home floor. 
Orchard Lake St. Mary's, you might might as well give a pass there. North Farmington, um, to me, it looks like Clarkson can't hold leads. I mean, like, you look at this Clarkson team, I mean, they were up 10 against North Farmington and couldn't hold that. Lost on a lost by two there. And then you look at had a seven point lead against Adams. Couldn't hold that. So if your coach Tim was Silic, you gotta figure this out. You know, how am I how do you how do you get your team from keeping from closing games? Because Clarkson on the because when I look at it here, when I look at the stats, Clarkson can't close games out. I mean, they can't. I mean, I mean, you really look at the Wolves. I mean, like, um, the problems they have. I mean, like, um, they just don't know how to close teams out. And, you know, and it's really shown in their losses to North Farmington and to um, Adams. And now you got to, and now you have a really big week ahead of you because now you got to play Ferndale and then you got to play North Farmington. Both games are on the road. And that's not easy because when you look at, North Farmington has had a week off of rest um, to get themselves well-rested, well-equipped for a um, final regular season push. And then there's Ferndale. Ferndale, we know what they got. I mean, Trayvon Lewis, um, you got Jason Drake, you got um, Chris Williams. I mean, like, you look at Ferndale, obviously, um, this team... I mean, like, this is a really dangerous basketball team. It's Ferndale. I mean, Juan Rickman's done a really good job, you know, with with the Eagles. Um, you know, and they've managed, they've stayed the course. I mean, they got three games coming up this week. They got Adams on Friday. That'll be a very interesting game for Ferndale against Adams over Adams. And then they got to play Muskegon on that Saturday. Um, and Muskegon's not an easy game for Ferndale. So when you look at Clarkson's road, if you're a team that cannot close out games, there's a problem there because you got great players there. You got Keegan Wasilic here. You got Nathan Steinman, Zach Austin, um, Kavanaugh Denton, um, Brady Cozen. I mean, I mean, if you can't close, I mean, I don't know if the if missing Desmond Steffens is really, you know, I don't know if missing him has hurt this team. I think it really has. But if you're Coach Tim Wasilic. You gotta find you gotta find a way to close out games. I mean, like bottom line is here, if you're Tim Wasilic, you gotta close out games. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, if you can't close out games, you're not gonna win. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, you look at I mean, like, and that is very unclarkston like to close out games. It's really uneasy. I mean, like, you can't figure out, I mean, like, if you say to me, you know, what's going on with Clarkson, I mean, if people are going to say, what's wrong with Clarkson, I'll tell you what the problem is with them with Clarkson. They can't close out games. Bottom line. Can't do it. Now, everything could change if they can knock off Ferndale and North Farmington. That could change everything. But they've got to figure a way to close out games. If they can't, if they can't they're in trouble. So, that's my, th- that's my take on Clarkson. Um, you know, the fact that they can't, I mean, like the fact that, you know, you look at that Adams Clarkson game, obviously Adams on one side, um, you know, 
life in the red, not easy. And then Clarkston, you know, you know, Clarkston, they can't close out games. That's the bottom. That's been the bottom line, especially at home, which is really unusual. Um, the mess in the gold is probably much one of the most unique things. Um, you look at, of course, Pontiac sits at one one. Um, the team that leads the division right now is Ferndale University. They're two and zero right now. I mean, Josh Nix has done a really nice job with that program. They got experience. I mean, they got a nice blend of youth and experience on that team. Um, now, when you look at the gold, you know, Harper Woods has really struggled to adjust to life in the OA. They really have. Um, Royal Oak has been really inconsistent. Avondale, you know, same thing, been inconsistent. Pontiac, obviously, with Davion Hall. Um, I think Davion Hall is the best player in the um, in the gold division. But but with Pontiac, you know, you can't just be a one-player team, you know, and expect to win games. I mean, it doesn't matter how good Hall is. You can't be a one-player team. So, and if you are, you know what I mean, then, you know, won't, don't be surprised if teams play boxing one on you. Don't be surprised. So if you're Pontiac, you got to find other options beside Davion Hall to um, really help you win games. Um, to me, the clear the best team in that division is Ferndale University because of the experience they have, the impact that Josh Nix has, has with that program. Um, really energetic, really passionate. Um, I think he's got something going over there at university. I think he's got something really going on over there. Um, and I think Ferndale University is a team, you know, I wouldn't want to see on my schedule because of they work hard. They're very competitive. They've just played three games in five days. That's brutal in its own rights. I mean, like obviously with, um, you know, but when you look at the gold right now, obviously it is a mess, but I think Ferndale University clearly, they got the depth, they got the talent, um, you know, and if, you know, if they keep playing what they're doing, you know, I think they're going to win. They're going to win this division. I really do. I mean, so when you look at the um, Eagles, I mean, like this is a team that, you know, they got the playmakers, they got the, they got scores, um, played a tough schedule. I mean, like, I really like the direction that coach Josh Nix has his team going. Um, and then everybody else, you know, Royal Oak, obviously, they got some good players there. Royal Oak, Jesse Hosington, um, Dylan Hoffman, um, Pontiac, obviously, Davian Hall, um, Avondale, they got a nice blend of youth and experience. And then Harper Woods, you know, trying to figure them out. I mean, like, it's been really difficult trying to figure out Coach Tawan Porter's team. Really, really difficult to figure that out. So the goal is a bit of a mess, but it's starting to, to show to show some clarity a little bit, obviously to me, um, you know, with the Eagles, um, curious to see how this league is going to go forward, um, the division there. Um, but right now, when I look at the teams right now in that division right now that um are rolling, Ferndale University for sure is one of those teams to really keep a close eye on um, going forward. I really like the direction that Coach Josh Nix is has that program at um, playing a tough schedule, playing a tough not conference that win against Pontiac was huge for them. Um, getting that win was absolutely huge. 
um, getting them a leg up in the division. Um, now I know they got to still go to Pontiac. Um, I know they got host Avenue. They still got to play Royal Oak twice. Um, and then of course there's Harper Woods. Um, so I'm curious to see how that goes for them. But right now, when I look at the, um, when I look at the white, I mean, when I look at the gold, obviously Ferdinand university right now is the cream of the crop and the gold division right now. The white, I think it's judgment week. Um, you got Bloomby Hills, Groves, Lake Orion. Um, Lake Orion's a player. Um, I, I, when you look at the dragons, obviously with Jose Andradas, um, winning six straight, um, big week for them looming. They got Troy on Tuesday, Bloomby Hills on Friday. Um, you know, if the dragons can win both those games, you know what, you know what? I mean, like, I think the dragons, if they win both those two games, I'll tell you what. That's a scary team. That is a real scary team. Um, Bloompy Hills right now rolling on all cylinders. Noah Adamchich at 32 against Groves. Um, Aaron DeBose for Groves at 17 that game. Um, I want to know what Groves, where's Nick Lertz? Where's he been? I mean, he's struggling. I mean, like, I mean, you look at Groves, you, obviously Quentin Steele's a really good player in the interior. Um, but, Where's Lurts at? I mean, like, I mean, like, I'm trying to figure out, you know, trying to figure him out right now. No offense, but I'm just trying to figure him out right now. Um, Bloomby Hill is rolling. Obviously, you got um five really good players. Um, led of course by Noah Adamchich. Um, you got Derek Lee there. You got um, you got um, you got Ben Canty. You got um Crosby there. I mean, like um, that's a well-oiled machine over there, Bloomby Hills. That is a well-oiled machine over there. I mean, they're very good. I mean, the bench could be a little bit better, but I just think with the five that they have right now on the floor, that's going to be one of the most dangerous dark horse teams in their district. The only unfortunate thing I have about Bloomfield Hills, no offense, is the fact they have Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, and Birmingham Brother Rice in their district. That's really unfortunate. Um, But Bloomfield Hills could be a sleeper in that division they could really well be a sleeper in the um in that district so that's the only unfortunate thing i have about coach phil kirchen's team other than that very good very legit um played a tough schedule i mean like they've basically for for me they look like maybe they look like for sure definitely a top 508 team um also maybe a dark horse top 25 team in the state um because that's my take on Bloomfield Hills. I mean, I'm a little bothered why a lot of colleges have not looked at these kids um, for basketball. I know. Um, I think there's. I think they got a lot of talent there at Bloomfield Hills. I think they do. I mean, they got a good program over there. I mean, their program is not bad over there. Um, so something to keep an eye on going forward there. Um, that's my take on the boys. Um, right now. Um. And then on the girls' side, we, we got to break down the girls, obviously. Um, when I look at the um, red division, um, West Bloomfield is taking names, um, doing pretty well right now. Um, Clarkston, people look at them and say, well, okay, um, the record says you're three games over 500, eight and five. But let's not forget, Clarkston's played a really tough schedule. Um Yes, they got a very good player, Maddie Sikorsky. Um, 
I'm if I'm a college co if I'm a college, um, you know, I would take my chances on Maddie Sikorsky. I would take my chances on her. She's a really dynamic player. She's a good shooter. She's a good um she's a good um dribble driver. She's got the complete package. I mean, if I'm a college coach and I'm looking at Sikorsky, you know, to me, I think she's a I think she'd be a good division one division division two, division one basketball player. I think she can be. I really do. And that's and that's high expectations there. I give high praise to Sikorsky in that team. Um I mean everything Clarkson has flows through Sikorsky. Everything. And that's something for them. I know they got good players as well. You got you got um Izzy Haley there, you got um Emmy Valencia there. I mean like um but everything what Clarkson does flows through Izzy through through Maddie Sikorsky. I mean, that's the bottom line. And they played a tough schedule. And Sikorsky's played really well in all those games. She's played really well. So that's something. So I'm just surprised a lot of colleges have not looked at her. Um, I don't know what it is. Um, but if I'm a college, if I'm a college coach right now, I would seriously go to Clarkston and look at Maddie Sikorsky. I seriously would. Um, Stony Creek's been rolling. Um, you know, when you look at Groves, Groves has been hot and co- hot, hot and cold. Um, Royal Oaks really been struggling. Um, you know, and then you look at obviously Troy's been struggling. I mean, like when you look at the red right now, it's basically the three top teams, and there are West Bluefield, Clarkson, and Stony Creek. Um, Troy would pretty much be in the middle of the pack. Um, Groves a middle of the pack team as well. Um, it's hard to figure A and T out because they're so young. I mean, they're very, um, I mean, they're, they're starting to figure things out a little bit, um, with A and T, um, Royal Oaks been struggling, um, and Groves and Troy been hot and cold. So really, you know, I'm curious to see if West Bloomfield wins over Clarkson, Stony Creek, um, they got to go to Clarkston and they got to go to Stony Creek. If they win over there, then the red division race is over really is. So, I mean, the play of, um, the Bolt Davis sisters, um, my Hooper's been playing well. Um, West Bloomfield, they're getting ranked for a postseason run. And I know you look at their district with farm fields, mercy. And then you look at, um, Birmingham Marion in there. I mean, I mean, Birmingham Marion's really been struggling. A lot of that's been the injuries. I got to get props to Mary Cicerone's for 700 win. Um, beating um, Warren Regina the other day. Got to get props to that. Congratulations. Um, so I'm curious to see how Birmingham Marion is going forward. I'm really curious to see how they, are, they do go forward. But West Bloomfield, to me, looks like the cream of the crop in the Red Division. Really are. Um, the white division, of course, you had Rochester Lake Orion. That was the, um, game of the week there in the white, um, you know, Lake Orion did not have Kylie Heck in that game for, because of an ankle injury. Um, and Rochester ended up winning that one 43-22, um, or 39-22. The game was a lot closer than the score indicated. Alice Mack, Kylie Robinson had really good games for, um, 
or um, Rochester. Um, basically kept the Dragons in check. I mean, like, really surprised how Lake Orion playing that second half. I mean, like, it was, you can't expect to get outscored. Um, you, you, you can't get, you can't expect to get outscored um, 27-7 second half and win. You can't do that, you know, if you want to win a division. So Rochester, for now, has the leg up in the white. Um, Lake Orion has one loss. They bounced back, beat Adams um, 51-31. Uh, Heck came back in that game. Um, you know, but right now, Rochester holds holds the um, top spot right now in the um, white division. And you look at, obviously, um, Oxford, to me, is the third best team in this division because of um, what they have. Um, I know they lost Peyton Richter. She's out for the year. But um, they had a nice win against Bloopy Hills. Um, you know, but it was a little surprising. Um, and now the fact that you could go home and play um, at Ian Smith, they got a lot of games at home coming up. Um, so if you're Rachel Breyer, you're in a really good spot right now. I mean, you got Allison Hofstetter. You got Nevada Wood. You got Anasab. I mean, like, a lot of young nucleus. And also, let's not forget, young players play well on their home courts. And that says a lot. And that, and you put in a experienced player, player like a Miranda Winepko or Kayla Casper. I mean, Rochester, I mean, like Oxford's got a really good, good thing going on right now. Really do. Um, Adams has been hot and cold. Athens has been a hard team to figure out. Um, obviously, you know, I mean, there's games that look really good. There's games that this don't look really good. Um, so Athens has been a really hard team to figure out. North Farmington's been a really hard team to figure out. I mean, with them, obviously, things go through. Things start with Stella Leffler, Penelope Query. I mean, like, obviously, it's those two. But, you know, they've been a very odd team to figure out this year um, for North Farmington. Really, really odd to figure them out. Um, and then you look at um, Bloomfield Hills. I mean, like, they, they've been getting better. I mean, like... Um, They've been really getting better. Um, that says a lot. Um, what Coach Kristen Massey's done with that team, um, obviously. Um, but a team that's been red hot right now in the divisions in Berkeley. I mean, you look at the play of Ashley Loon. I mean, Loon had 34 against Athens. I mean, seven threes. That says a lot. I mean, yes, Malvin Novin's been playing. Nolan's been playing really well for Coach Cody, Fal Cody Falter. Um, obviously, but... Ashley Loon is a special player. She's a special talent. Um, I just don't think a lot of a lot of people really under really appreciate what Loon has done over at Berkeley. I, I just don't think a lot of people have appreciated what she's done. I mean, like she's a heck of a player. I mean, like really talented player. Um, I think she did commit somewhere. I gotta remember where she committed to. Um, but but Loon is a really, really good player. Um, now, there's some talent around her. I mean, like, Aurora Saronis is one of them. Ava Beard's another one. Um, Noah Malve we talked about. Um, Jillian Gomes is another one. Um, so there is some talent there at Berkeley. I mean, so, but a lot of it, the things that Berkeley does goes through Ashley Loon. And Loon's been playing outstanding basketball lately, you know, in that 34-point game for... Um, against Athens, really impressive. Um, really, really impressive.
So something to really keep an eye on um, going forward there. And then the blue division, obviously we had that Seaholm-Harper-Woods game. Um, Seaholm won that one in overtime, 47-44 over Harper-Woods. And then Harper-Woods had a two-point scare against Farmington where they ended up winning that one. Um, when you look at the blue, obviously Seaholm's the team in that division right now because of that win, their leg up right now on Harper Woods. I mean, considering, you know, you know, we mentioned earlier Rochester Lake being one up on Lake Orion right now. So Seaholm is the same way at Harper Woods. Now Seaholm has to go down into Wayne County at the end of the year to play Harper Woods. That's going to be a really interesting matchup um, between those two teams. But now for Harper Woods, you know, when you look at obviously playing the schedule they've been playing, it hasn't really been that impressive. So if you're Coach Paul Allen and you're looking at, okay, I'm blowing everybody out like 65 to 5 or like 42 to 8 or like or like that, that's not going to get you any better. I mean, how is that going to get you better when you're playing against Teams like Seaholm, you're playing against Farmington, that's going to get you better real quick. And especially when you look at your district, when you have Harperwood Shayla Park Academy in there, um, that district's not as easy as you think it will be. So if you're Harper Woods, you're, yes, you're you're down, you didn't go 2-0 and this week, but I got to feel okay about my team right now because you just went on the road to two tough environments even though you split them, but you got to say, you know what? I'm, I feel satisfied because now we can beat Seaholm. We have Seaholm coming down to our place. Um, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. So if you're Harper Woods right now, you just got to keep playing what you're doing. You guys got to control what you control. You know, you still control your own destiny in the blue division right now. If you're Seaholm, you got to win out. I mean, you have played the tougher schedule. You have played the, Seaholm has played the tougher schedule. You have played, you've been more competitive. I mean, you just came back from 18 down against Harper Woods. So if you're Harper Woods, in that game, you got to feel real sick to yourself right now. You know? But you're going to be fine. So that's what I would say to Paul Allen right now. You're fine. Um, Avondale obviously has been playing better. Um, Ferndale University's been playing better. Um, and then you look at, um, Oak Park. I mean, Pontiac's even gotten better a little bit. I mean, like, you look at what the Phoenix have done. I mean, I, I mean, like, um, Coach Ron Marshall, um, did a really nice job over there at, um, Pontiac. Um, and then you look at Oak Park. I mean, Oak Park, they still got the same issues that, um, really been bothering me for the last, I don't know, month or so. Um, their inability to score. I mean, that's been a big problem for them. It's been their inability to score. And that can't happen if you want to, if you want to get better. That can't happen. We go to the course and that can't happen. Um, Ferndale. I mean, like you look at Ferndale, obviously they're starting to score a little bit, which is a good sign for them because of, um, you know, yes, they're still, yes, they haven't won a game yet, but they're starting to turn it around a little bit under Coach Alcatel. They're starting to turn things around a little bit. So that's a huge um, step in the right direction if you're um, if you're um, Coach Alcatel. I mean, like, a huge step is, 
you know, getting points in the getting score, getting points in the board. I mean, like, you know, trying to develop a program. I mean, like, it's going to take time over there. I know it's going to take some time over there. Um, and then when you look at Farmington, also Farmington, yes, their league hopes are shot. I mean, like, their league title hopes are shot, but they can do some damage. They can play spoiler in the um in the um blue division. I mean, like, you can play spoiler. I mean, like, you know, you still got to play Seaholm again. I mean, like, you've already lost twice to Harper Woods. I mean, like, so if you're Coach Laura Guzman, you know, you're just getting ready for the postseason if you're, um, if you're, um, Farmington going forward. So, you know, when I look at each division in girls basketball right now, um, in the blue, obviously, it's going to come down to Seaholm and Harper Woods. Um, Farmington's your spoiler. Um, in the white division, you got Rochester, then you have Lake Orion and then Oxford's your spoiler. And then you look at in the, um, red division, you got West Bloomfield. If West Bloomfield beats Stony Creek and, um, Clarkston, you know, then the red race is over. I mean, like bottom line is, you know, when you look at the divisions right now, West Bloomfield, Rochester and, um, Seaholm right now have the upper edges, but there's still some challengers in that division. Obviously, in the white with Lake Orion, obviously Harper Woods in the white and the blue, and then you look at um, and then you look at in the um white, you got in the red, you got Stony Creek and um, and um Clarkson still in there. I mean, like um, bottom line is these division races are not over; they're not over yet. And then when you look at in the from the girls' side, go back to boys. I mean, <coughs> I mean, Bloomfield Hills still leads the white. I mean, like, I'm curious to see how they do against Lake Orion coming up. Um, and then the blue, obviously, we talked a three-team race earlier. And then the gold, it's a mess with Ferndale University. And then in the red, you got Ferndale. Um, it's a big week for Clarkson. So we'll see what happens with them going forward. Um, a lot of good games coming around this week. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it wouldn't surprise anybody here if we see games get postponed on Wednesday and Thursday because of the um, potential winter storm that's coming here um, on those days. Um, so I'm very curious to see how schools are going to handle that if they might move their games to Friday. Um, who knows? I mean, like, obviously, um, just a lot going on this week, obviously, um, you know, and then, of course, we have Oxford Day coming up on Friday, which is going to be really emotional over at Oxford, especially playing at Ian Smith Gym. Um, both varsity teams playing there for the first time um, this season. So I'm curious to see how um, how both their varsity teams are going to react. Um, I mean, like, obviously. So it'd be very interesting to keep a very close eye on. Um, I know Ian Smith Gym will be rocking. Uh, especially on Friday. Um, very curious to see how things are going to go right there. I'm very curious to see how things are going to go there. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we will see how that goes. Um, my final thoughts before I um, sign off for the week, obviously, um, you know, make sure um, you mask up, you know, make sure we um, save, um, you know, make sure we look out for one another. I mean, like, remember, um, you know, that's my final thoughts. Um, also, going forward, let's keep an eye, we're going to keep an eye on, other, on the other sports as well. You got hockey. Um, you got cheerleading. Of course, cheerleading districts are coming up. 
our chilling regions are coming up um pretty soon i mean curious to see how those are gonna go um also you can follow the information on my blog at um saginaw bay 4650 at blogspot.com um you want more information i do have the um the um coaching searches on troy athens and royal oak they're on the on tv blog as well um to talk about um the football um, departures at Troy Athens and Royal Oak. They're both on the ONTV blog as well. So it's something to really keep an eye on going forward there um, as we um, look forward to a... Um, we look forward from the, going from January heading into the month of February. So here's to see how everything goes. Um, see what happens going forward there. All right, now we're going to sign off here. Um, take care, everybody. Uh, make sure everybody stays safe, stays healthy. Um, and we'll see you all next week, everybody. Take care. God bless. Until next time.